Not one promise from God is empty of power. Nothing is impossible with God. Yo, this is Life in Perspective, episode 22. Who, me? (laughs) Let's get it. Yo, welcome to Life in Perspective. This is episode 22, Who Me? And I'm super excited to be back with y'all this week. Last week, we were sort of kind of here. Like, we were here. We had a nice little intro. I just wanted to share with you guys um, a special moment, you know, that was a marker in my life. If you're new to Life in Perspective, you got to go back, like, all the way to first season and start from the beginning, or you can go in reverse. I know, like, a lot of people that I've been meeting that are finding out about the podcast have just kind of been going, you know, at their own pace and going backwards or starting with season two, wherever you feel like you want to jump in on this journey, I think it'll be influential in how you experience life and put it in perspective. Um, But yeah, so like last week I preached my first sermon and then I went from never preaching to preaching four times in seven days. And let me just tell y'all, it was crazy, like crazy, crazy, but like crazy in a good way. And it's super interesting because I battled what I wanted to call this episode. Uh, Bishop Jakes has a sermon called I Didn't Know I Was Me. Um, And I actually, that's one of the ones I haven't listened to yet. (laughs) But the crazy thing is like last week, um, that is genuinely how I started to feel like, man, I didn't know I was me. Like I experienced presence and the power of God in a way that I never have before. And y'all, this week we are just talking about those moments where we laugh at God because he tells us to do things that seem completely out of our character. They seem completely like it was the wrong instruction and he got mixed up on who he was talking to on what day. (laughs) And um, I feel like that is kind of how my life has been feeling. Like originally I would um, feel like, yo, um, I don't think you meant to ask me to do that. And it's crazy because I end up doing it right I end up walking in obedience and it turns out to be like the most fulfilling thing I was having a conversation with my barber last week it was so funny because he's cutting my hair last Wednesday and he's like yo you know when you gonna start preaching because he goes to my church and I started laughing he's like why are you laughing I'm like well actually I speak tonight he's like what that's crazy and so then he starts asking me he's like so like is that the plan for you is that like the end goal is that what you want to do and I'm like no less of what I want to do and more of what I feel called to do. And I think, you know, everybody reaches this point in their life where there's like a thing that you thought you were going to be doing, a thing that you enjoy doing. And then there's a thing that you feel called to do, which turns out to be the thing that brings you the most joy and the most fulfillment. And I think I kind of like learned that speaking or preaching or sharing my faith or talking about God and sharing Jesus with others was something I love to do, like with my podcast and in my week, like my, my Bible studies with culture shakers. And I like in those spaces started to learn like, Yo, this is actually something I love to do. Like I'm the most fulfilled when I'm talking about Jesus and helping people grow in a deeper relationship with him. And I recognize that like, that's how, you know, it's something that you are called to do because it brings you like this 
I don't know even how to explain it. Like it brings you like this fulfillment, this like joy, this satisfaction that I haven't really like gotten from anything else. Like I love production. I love like the environment of creating content. I love creating. But if I'm completely honest, whenever I've been in those spaces and had like bomb opportunities, as much as I'm enjoying it, there's always this like little question like, is this really what I'm supposed to do? So while I feel like it's something I'm I love to do and it's something I'm good at, I don't necessarily think it's what I'm called to do. And that is like, a tough thing to admit, right? It's like, and not that I will like stop doing it, you know? I think it's a part of, it's a part of me. It's a world that I love, but it isn't what brings me the most fulfillment. And I think it's just because it's not what I was created to do. I think it's just something I'm good at. It's a skill. It's a talent. It's a grace even. It's just not what I was born to do. And I feel like last Wednesday, having the opportunity to preach and share the gospel and then having that same opportunity to do that on Saturday and then starting with Tuesday and sharing my story and being able to pray for people who are experiencing things that I've overcome. Like I, I felt so fulfilled. Like I didn't want to do anything else. (laughs) And it's so crazy. Like, man, yeah. So that's how we landed at this week's episode because, um, I definitely throughout my life had moments where I was like, who me? You want me to do that? And um, it's so interesting because we go through um, things in life that, you know, or we we end up at a crossroads in life where we either are going to follow God or follow who we think we are and who we are called to be and enter spaces that we feel like will make us popular or give us more influence. And the crazy thing is, man, when you step into like the thing that God created you to do, there's nothing that can hold you back. There's nothing that can stop you. There is no level of man excitement and um, what is the word I'm looking for? Contentment. There is no level of yeah, just like this it like this. I'm in my bag. That's it. Like there's nothing that makes you feel more in your bag than walking in the thing that God created you to do. Because you're like, I was born for this. It comes so like, I ain't going to say easy because that is not the word. But like there's just like a grace. Like there's like this smoothness. There's like this. You just fall into rhythm with it. And it's because it's like, yo, this is what I was born to do. And that's definitely like what I've been experiencing. I also just feel like I met myself this week. Like that's why I really wanted to call this episode. I didn't know. I was me because when you get in your bag, bro, and like the simplest things like or things that you feel like are just normal and natural and not really that great. Like the when God puts his super on your natural, it's mind blowing because you can see the response and you can see the impact and you like, dang, I didn't really know it was going to hit like that. You know, like it's just because it's what you're supposed to do. It's what you were born to do. I wanted I ended up calling this who me. I spoke spoke at a, a, a luncheon for senior women. <laughs> 
yesterday and I shared with them uh, a, a message called Who Me? And I thought it was for the podcast. Then I recognized it was like a dual, it was like a dual conversation. I feel like on the podcast we could be a little more, you know, chill and relaxed and kind of talk through it um, versus I had like points and scriptures and all of that for the message. And it really hit home for them, like from a different perspective. And it's crazy, right? So like last Thursday, this lady gives me a prophetic word and she tells me that God's going to start giving me stories. And I'm like, yeah, boom, like, let's go. Like, I'm here for the stories. You know, storytelling is my thing. You know, it's what we do. (laughs) And so little did I know that the stories were going to be include, like they were going to be including me. (laughs) I go get a COVID test uh, because I had to speak at a camp on Saturday and I needed to take the results with me. And um, when I set the appointment, I set it for like 430 in the afternoon. And something was just like, you need a call just to make sure that you can get the results right away and like that it's a rapid test and not one that they have to send out. So I call and when I call the lady's like, yeah, um, because there's a shortage in rapid tests, you know, we have to make sure that you meet the qualifications of receiving a rapid test. And so, um, yeah. And so I started like explaining to her like, yeah, I have to speak at a camp tomorrow with kids and they're not going to let me come without a test. And she's like, OK, that's nice. Um, but I'm not the one who makes that decision. It's up to the provider. She was like, so when you come in, um, you can just let them know what you told me and hopefully, you know, it works out. And so I'm like, well, I'm going to come in now for a walk in versus waiting till 430 and then it doesn't work out. So when I'm leaving my house, I just pray. I'm like, Lord, I know you called me like you set this whole thing up for me to speak with these kids tomorrow so I believe that you're gonna work it out so even though I said that out of my mouth in my head I'm like trying to figure out you know first I'm having a conversation like I don't meet the requirements like I already know I don't measure up to this because I don't have any symptoms I nothing is wrong with me I don't need this right away it's really like a preference because I need it for something else like not you know, there's someone out there who's coughing and having chills and sore throats and all of this stuff who really needs this. And I'm like, I don't qualify for this. And so now I'm like driving there trying to figure out ways that I can like help them help me because I really do need this rapid test right now. And so I, I talk to someone when I get there and she's like, yeah, you know, what brings you in? Like we're signing up. And I'm like, yeah, um, I really need a rapid test. And she's like, oh yeah, that's up to the provider. You know, you have to make sure you meet the requirements, but they make the decision. And every time they kept saying it's up to the provider, y'all, it, it really kept taking me out because it just kept hitting. And I'm like, Lord, I know this is you trying to teach me something. So I'm gonna just go with the lesson, but this is really irritating. <laughs> so I get into the room. Finally, the lady goes, hey, what brings you in today? I'm like, well, I need to take a COVID test. I started trying to tell her the story. And I'm like, I really need to do a rapid when she's like, wow. She said, yeah, it's not up to me. It's up to the provider. But when they come in, you know, you can just explain it to them and they'll make the final decision. I'm like, who is the provider? And can y'all please bring them in here? Cause I need a, I need this rapid test. And so finally, um, another woman comes in. Um, she was black. Her name was Monique. And she's like, hi, you know, hi, Brenda. She's like, so you need the rapid test today? I'm like, yes, ma'am. And then I go into like trying to explain. She's like, oh, no problem. Somebody will be right in and give it to you. I said, what what do you mean (laughs) I mean like because I in my head and in my heart was troubled even though I said a prayer before I left the house that was like Lord you called me to this so you're gonna handle it and I didn't really operate in faith of believing that right and I was like trying to 
work up ways to make myself qualify for something that was already mine. And it was so interesting because they kept saying it's up to the provider. And I was like, Lord, that is so true. How many times do we like try to make ourselves qualify for something that God is already like set in stone. It's already set. He's the provider. He's already provided us with everything we need to measure up to what he's called us to do. And I was just like, Lord, you are really funny because it was so clear to me. They just kept saying over and over, it's up to the provider. It's up to the provider. And I'm like, who is the provider? And I need to talk to them. But if it's up to the provider, he's already provided everything that I need to show up, to make sure that I handle this properly, to make sure that the assignment gets accomplished. Like he He's already given me everything I need and I don't got to try to talk him into giving me what I need or talk him into or child talk myself into walking into who he's called me to be. And it was very interesting because, you know, it made me think about all of the the people in the Bible who when God called them, they're like, who me? Nah, not me. And I thought about Moses and how he's like, who me? No, I have a stutter. And then I thought about Noah, who's who probably was like, who me? We don't, what is rain? What is rain? You want me to build an ark because you're about to send a flood and we don't even know what rain is? Um, I also thought about Jonah. Jonah didn't say who me. Jonah said not me and he went the other way. Me and Jonah was friends back in the day because I was, that was definitely me. I was telling the Lord. I wasn't asking who me. I was like, not me. You don't want me. And I'm going to help you understand and realize that it ain't me that you want. And thought about all of these people in the Bible. Like I even think about Eve and how she didn't necessarily say who me she just allowed the enemy to say who me for her you know he was like did God really say that about you did he really say you'd be just like him and carry the same authority as him and she gave up her power and what I recognized what all of these people needed to embrace what God was saying about them was faith there is a scripture that says it is impossible to please God without faith I know I put it in reverse without faith it's impossible to please God but that's true like without the faith to believe the word that God has spoken over your life you can't fulfill it it's impossible it is impossible. And I thought about too, like the fact that like the Bible defines faith as the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So when God approaches us with a call or a word or an instruction or something that we need to do, if I ask him who me, or if I tell him I can't do that and give him all of these reasons, I'm not operating in faith because I'm replying to him based off what I can see and what I feel like I possess. He's calling me according to who he created me to be. And could it be that the step that he's asking me to walk in is the thing that would help me fulfill who he created me to be, but we need faith to do that. And I thought it was so interesting because it made me start thinking like, what are things that make us say who me? And usually it's our past or it's our mistakes or it's decisions that we've made that we feel like disqualify us from the thing that God has placed on our life. And I thought about Abraham and Sarah, how like God tells Abraham, he makes a covenant with him that he's going to give him a son and he's going to have the amount of descendants that number the stars. And Abraham, I was like, all right, bro, cool. And then some years pass and they haven't had a kid. And then Sarah's like, nah, son, I'm way past uh, childbearing ages. All right. This ain't going to happen. So go ahead and um, go to Hagar and, and y'all could do that together. That's really what God meant. He meant that it was going to happen like that. And then after that, 
Hagar has a son and the Lord comes back again and says, no, a year from now, Sarah will be pregnant. And Sarah laughs at God. She's like, bro, I don't, you know, I think you live up there in heaven and you don't really know what's going on down here on earth. Son, ain't no kid dropping from me. That ain't going to happen. And so then God kind of calls her out. He's like, why did Sarah laugh? And Sarah laughed what she thought was on the inside, but she didn't know that God could hear everything, even your thoughts. <laughs> and she's like, nah, bro, I didn't laugh. You did laugh, but it's cool. Next year, you will have a kid. And what I thought was interesting about that is that Sarah and Abraham sinned and it didn't change God's mind about his promise. They still received the promise. We are all here today as descendants of Abraham. You know, Jesus came through the lineage of Abraham and the Lord did not change his mind because they decided not to believe and they decided to do things on their own because we will do that. Like, y'all, I'm not going to lie to y'all. Sunday, I was at the gas station and the Lord got me right together. (laughs) There is just something that I'm really praying for and believing God for. And it's like a cry of my heart. And I recognize that even though I've prayed about it and I believe that he's going to bring it to pass, I recognize that I'm out here trying to make some things happen on my own, you know? I'm out here, you know, creating opportunities and, um, you know, just out here doing some things. And I literally was at the gas station and he was like, didn't didn't you ask me for that? And I'm like, yeah, God, he was like, then get your hands off of it and let me do it how I want to do it. Like, it was really strong. It was really, really strong. It was really like, it wasn't like a harsh strong. It was just like a girl, knock it off. Like, go do what I've called you to do and let me handle this. And I'm like, you're right, Lord. You're right. You're right. I'm going to take my hands off of it because that is true. If I'm saying I believe you for it and I know that you'll do it and I know that you got it figured out. You know, Jeremiah 29 and 11 in the message version always gets me together. He says, I know what I'm doing. I got it all planned out, plans to prosper you and to give you a hope for a future, you know, not to harm you, which means he ain't trying to hurt me. He ain't trying to make me sad. He's not trying to leave me out here without the thing of my heart being answered. And so, yeah, y'all, it's really just a faith thing. Like, and I literally like just start going through all the scriptures or stories that I felt like they were like, who me? And to be honest with you, everybody in the Bible had a who me moment and God still used them. But they had to go from a who me. They had to step into a posture of faith where they had to believe what they couldn't see because Abraham ain't no way at his old age. He didn't think he could see himself as a father, but he had to recognize that okay, the Lord has made a covenant with me. And so far he has kept his word. So I'm going to stand on that and I'm going to trust him and I'm going to build on that and I'm going to embrace whatever he's asking me to do according to who he is, not according to who I am. Because you're right, I can't. Me on my own, absolutely not. But I serve a God who can't lie. And if this came out of his mouth and he said this, it has to come to pass. And so I'm going to roll with that. And so I just wanted to challenge us with that today, you know, Stop approaching God every time he tells you to do something with a who me. Yes, you. And stop. Don't you know he's talking to you <laughs> and you know he's asking you to do it and stop trying to answer his call based off how you see yourself. Adopt his perspective of how he sees you and roll with that. Like, because I'm always like, man, if you open this door, if you provided this opportunity, if you led me here, I'm like, man, you think highly of me and I'm honored. And so I'm going to just roll with that. I'm going to try to put on your lenses of how you see me. And that's how I'm going to show up here. And sometimes that's all it takes is just showing up and he'll do the rest. Now, I'm not saying be unprepared, prepare to the best of your ability. But the reality is 
some things that God calls us to, we could never prepare enough because we can't do them apart from him. And so it's more like being prepared and having the appropriate posture and showing up and just let God do his thing because that's what it is. And so I was like, okay, Lord, we've talked about all the people who showed up and they're like, who me? You talking to me? And then I'm like, but who is a person who when you called them, they probably asked you a question, but they didn't question you and they rode with it. And I thought about the GOAT, you know, the greatest of all time, Mary, the mother of Jesus, the mother of our Lord, you know, Gabriel, the angel rose up on her and he's like, hey, you're going to have a son. You're going to call him Jesus. He is going to be the savior of the world. And she's like, hold on, bro. I'm engaged and I'm a virgin. Those two things ain't adding up. And then he just tells her the Holy Spirit's going to do it. It's going to the glory of the Lord's going to fall on you. This is what's going to happen. And the scripture that I use at the top of the episode that just says, man, nothing is impossible with God. And the crazy thing is like Mary listens to this angel. And you know what she says? Be it unto me. And I just want to encourage us today that that is what we need to shift from. Instead of asking God, who me? Let our response be, be it unto me. Lord, whatever you're saying, whatever you are approaching me with, whatever you're calling me to do, be it unto me. Because I know that with you, all things are possible. Even the thing that looks the hardest. Let me tell y'all, preaching last week, it was a be it unto me moment. I knew it was what the Lord wanted to happen and I knew he was going to do it. It had nothing to do with me. I, 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 I still am amazed and feel like I'm in a moment of encounter where I'm meeting Jesus again on a different level in a different way because I've seen him show up. I lied to y'all not. I spoke at a camp with kids and I didn't have nothing like I had thoughts in maybe ways that I thought I should say what I needed to say. But all I knew is that I needed to talk about love and I needed to talk to kids seven to 17. That's all I had when I showed up. And I sat in a room for like two and a half hours, a little bit of sleeping, a little bit of just laying there with my eyes closed, playing worship music. And maybe about 90 minutes before I had to speak, God dropped something in my spirit. I woke up. I shared it with my friend Daisy, who was with me. And then when I showed up, like when I got on the microphone to speak, I watched God take my two fish and five loaves of bread and multiply it. Like I saw it happen, man. And for me, it's just like, man, God, I recognize that there's nothing I could do, you know, I recognize that I don't have to strive and I don't have to make myself into what you see me. I'm already that. And it's literally the presence and the power of God that does the work. And so what I recognize is that the work isn't on the platform or showing up at the table or taking the job. The work is done and building relationship with him and knowing who he is and relying on his spirit to do what it is. I've been super inspired lately. I've been reading, um, I think it's first Corinthians and it's chapter two. And it talks, it's like literally Paul saying how, like, uh, when I came to preach to you, it wasn't like, I didn't use all these lofty words and all this intelligent speech, you know, I kept it simple and I just preached to you the gospel 
And it was the Holy Spirit that gave me wisdom and revealed mysteries about what I was saying to you. And I've been so inspired by that because sometimes I think there is a part of me that feels like I'm like not like anybody else, you know, like I'm I don't deliver. I don't communicate like everybody else. I'm super creative and how I process the word and have relationship with God is completely different than most people. And sometimes I feel like, dang, I don't know if I measure up, you know, like I'm not going to have big words. I can articulate big words, but that is just not how I choose to communicate. You know what I'm saying? I'm extremely educated, but that's not how I choose to communicate, especially when I'm talking about something that I'm passionate about, which is the word of God. Like I really genuinely love Jesus and I want people to meet him at the level in which I did, because I think that's the most authentic way is to share with you how I communicate with Jesus. And when I'm talking to Jesus, I'm like, bro, and I'm saying shorty and I'm like, what up? And I'm not not honoring him. There is a reverence and there is a moment where I'm falling on my face and crying out to him but also I feel like the Lord meets us where we are and I I like to use slang (laughs) and I like to talk with Ebonics and colloquialisms you know like and that's how I talk to the Lord and so I'm thinking like I'm about to get on a stage and preach and I'm gonna talk to the Lord just how I normally talk to him and this girl walks up to me y'all last week and she says something that I literally wrote in my journal and wrote on my wall and she said man Brenda she said your authenticity pushes people to intimacy with Jesus and like I don't know why I'm getting emotional about that but like that's always been my prayer like man when people meet me like I want them to meet Jesus and that's the goal, you know, like, and I don't want them to just like meet him and that's it. Like I want them to develop a relationship with him. Like one, like I have one that I can't live without. Like it's the most important relationship I have. And I think for her to say that, like, I'm like, man, I just want to make Jesus proud. Like when he looks down from heaven and there's a moment and I'm speaking or I'm talking to someone and they encounter him, I want him to be like, man, that's my girl. Like, that's my daughter. Like, she's making me proud. Like, that's at the root of everything I do. In a Culture Shakers Bible study, you know, Life in Perspective podcast, I guess now in a sermon, <laughs> when I'm walking down the street and I meet someone, like, man, I just want the authenticity of my life to push people into intimacy with Jesus. Because that's the only way we survive in this life, man. Nothing is more important than your relationship with him. It is the thing that carries you. I don't know why I'm crying right now, but that just really hit me. Um, So, yeah, y'all, this week's episode, Who Me? We are transitioning that and we are exchanging our who me's for a be it unto me. Lord, whatever you say, whatever you want me to do, whoever you've called me to be, that's what we want. And we'll take that step in faith. And so, y'all, I hope that something was said today to help put your life in perspective. I love you so much. As always, I'm praying for you. It is an honor to journey through your life with you while we are embracing God's perspective of our lives and just moving day to day and growing in our faith. Man, I cannot wait to be right back here with y'all next week. All right. This is Life in Perspective. We out. We out.